show coming from the rack store. Bet this back in the Mac in the back flow. Let's go, chillin' with raccoons by the back door. Take calls so you can stake more. All I wanna do is making door right. But I found this crew and doing alright. We wreck will bitch, ready to fight. So many raccoons ready for the boss life. I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize. Raccoon supply has the right price. Giving you respect if it's likewise. So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart. Read between lies, laser bean through lean eyes. Larry or with clean lies, trash mouth, mean smile, be wise. NFT wise, fuck with these guys. It's the rack rap from the back lab. 100 NFTs in my backpack. Crazy rack pack from the stash app. Rack will take a lead in this haystack. It's the rack rap from the back lab. Good morning, Rack FM. Well, it's fucking morning here in uh, Cozy Bangkok. And we've got uh, your guest uh, host, Mr. Fucking Finn. Hello, brother. Well, hey there, friends, family. I take it. I take it to start you doing? I take How it to are you here. doing? How are you doing? Huh? I can tell that little mosquito didn't do your voice any good. I take it the uh, mate. I'm just happy to be fucking back alive. The uh, I take it the stargaze uh, spaces are still going on, yeah. Uh, let me check. Yes. Yes, uh, it is. Bonzi said he would jump in uh, when he's done the uh, giveaways, yeah. Okay, I'm not trying to listen or hear about any Ponzi's right now, so you know I, I could I could do without. <laughs> hey, mate, uh, fill me in a little bit, Finn, because obviously I was out of the game for two weeks, right? So before these guys come in, uh, the last time I believe, like EJ hosted, right? Now I haven't gone back and listened, right? Uh, did they talk about uh, JG? And uh, Joseph on that space is like, did you guys touch on that on the round table the last time? Honestly, that was about 322 spaces ago. I don't remember what I did earlier today. Um, so I, I definitely have no fucking idea what was talked about in that space. I, for all I know, that space doesn't even exist. I mean, that may have happened in a different dimension, man. I, I don't even know anymore. Fair play. Fair play. You did post it, like, I think, like, I'm sure I saw it when I came back. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I'm actually currently, right now, I'm pressing publish on the Boozy Brunch. Boozy? Boozy. Boozy, like, drinking. Yeah. The Boozy Brunch that, uh, our friend Joe hosted, I think, on the 19th, and that was the last. And then I'll be on to the 20th, starting things off with the bare bones of Web3. But that's yesterday, which means I'm almost motherfucking caught up. And then this motherfucker comes back from the dead and is like, hey, you're going to co-host a, a space with me. And I was like, cool. That sounds like more work. Let's fucking get it. Bro, I know, you, I know you love it. I know you're in it for the culture. Do you know what the funny thing is, though? I mean, I didn't even know the Stargaze one was on at uh, 8 o'clock. Like, besides yeah. the SEC and Joe's face being it, or is there another funny thing? No, you tell me the funny thing, and then I'll tell you if that's what I was thinking. That's the highlight of the week, actually, that. Bro, no, not only that. That's like, bro, that is the fucking highlight of our career at this point. 
getting a fucking meme-ass fucking, getting a joke put in a fucking, like, proper filings and shit. Like, that's fucking, that's, that's high, high brow. The next <laughs> we should one, all be, we should all be fucking proud of that shit. The next thing you're going to see that picture, like, in congressional fucking hearings and that up on the hill. On fucking. I mean, we can only hope. I mean, the sky's the limit at this point, you know. <laughs> we, we're we're pulling for a subpoena for Joe so that he has to go speak in front of uh, of Congress or whoever the fuck. Uh, I have a few departments over at the corporation working on that currently. Uh, it's just a lot of paperwork, as I, I'm sure you would know. Bro, talking about uh, NFT projects. I mean, I've been out the loop like so much, but fucking hell, that corporation took off pretty quick, didn't it? Yeah, as uh, as things tend to do when they're properly executed and professionally sourced, uh, it did take off. And once again, as expected and projected, uh, the haters came out with their salty tears and their unfortunate cries of woe. And that's what? our liquidity. And uh, you know what? That's just how shit goes. Get on board or get the fuck out the way. We will fucking eat you. We'll eat you and I will shit you out. And then I will roll that shit up into a governance proposal and I'll put it up on your favorite fucking chain. That's what I'll do. Who got salty over the corporation, like? Take a guess. I'm not here to fucking tell tales out of school. I don't want to throw stones at these little bitch-ass glass houses, but take a fucking wild guess. Have I, have I missed, like, proper beef while I've been away? Like, fucking no. No, no. If Robo ain't involved, man, that ain't proper beef. That's just vegan soy. You know what I mean. Oh, dude, I would have went after anyone that fucking threatened the corporation like I'd have butchered their fucking soul. Oh, yeah, no, we got a full-fledged security department. They're a bunch of ex-mercs fucking living in crazy countries it's like schwarzenegger predator shit basically so yeah the people don't fuck with the corporation do you know what bro man people are just scared when models are fucking broken you know like traditional fucking models of nfts or projects or whatever man whenever the the status quo is broken and it's not all about like you know the founders or whatever like this man people just didn't didn't like it you know what i mean it's basically just fucking. Yeah, but that's the whole fucking point. That's the whole fucking point. Y'all got in this shit to disrupt some shit, and then you get all butthurt when your shit gets disrupted. Like you can't fucking, you can't have it both ways. The funniest shit, <laughs> some of the funniest shit I seen is dudes fucking. It wasn't like a press release or nothing, but he was like making some posts about it. How he was saying like, "Fuck Web three, I'm going back to Web two. I thought that shit was pretty good. Web 2 is where it's at. Everybody knows that shit. Oh, Finn, we have our first pundit, my friend. Uh, obviously, the Stargaze space guys is still going on. <clears throat> uh, but Jacob's here. Hello, Jacob. Oh, have we got Jacob, have we? Yeah, he's far away, man. It takes time for that signal to travel. Just give him a sec. I got to finish getting this thing posted. Hold on. That's all right, Finn. Finn, just try to remember as well, matey, that it's a closed mic, apart from, obviously, who we've got up, guys. Uh, I do apologize, uh, Timmy, matey, but it's, we've got the golden rules for the NFT. If we've got time at the end, we definitely will bring people up. Uh, but a few people made suggestions counter to that the last time. Like, But uh, Jacob, are you with us? Mr. Yes, Simon. Hey, what's up? Robo, glad to see you back. 
Beers, buddy. Were you, were you just in the dog ears there, Beers, as were you? Yeah, I was in the dog ears, place. And, and I think they're still going on right now, so that's why we're missing a few people. Oh, I mean, that's, that's their priority. That's their bread and butter, isn't it? Uh, like EJ and Bondi. Of course yeah. it is, yeah. Yeah, I was there too, so it was a cool space. Oh, it was, mate. They, they, I mean, people were saying in the group chat that the Stargaze need, like, more of those kind of, like, chats rather than, like, just the kind of creator-focused ones that they have, you know? Is that what you were saying, Finn, or was it Ambedo? Sorry, yeah, I had a bunch of paperwork I just pushed through. Uh, yeah, it was probably somebody in the, in the group chat. I, I don't know exactly who said it, but uh, actually, I think it might have been, been Little Corporate Squid uh, if I look back at the record, but, uh, yeah, they do their weekly creator chat, which is just focused on, you know, whatever, whatever hot rug is up on the, the, the pedestal at the time, but it's good to see more spaces devoted to the back end, If you know what I mean? Yeah. I know Ryan line, he knows what I mean, but it's good to, to see some more discussions on that kind of shit. And then like listening to, like, hey, it'd be cool if it did this, or it'd be cool if it did that. And they're like, cool, like, if we can work that in, we'll do it. If not, like, we'll get to it eventually. Just, it's good to listen to your community at some point, whether or not you actually listen. It's good to pretend to listen. Did you notice as well, he was very big, uh, Shane, he mentioned like four, five, six times about like third-party providers or third-party developers, like being able to supply stuff for Stargaze, yeah? Oh, we've got Bonzi in. Here we go. Is a man of the moment. So I'm um, not gonna I'm not gonna touch nothing because I was bringing people up and you were sending them away. So I'm I'm gonna let you you handle that shit. Bro, I don't know who I don't bro, know what the rules are. So I don't want to offend nobody. I'll get butchered by uh, people like fucking Rama probably or bloody Squid or somebody. They're like you're not sticking to the rules. You remember what happened the last time when I recorded a Monday short and Rama absolutely didn't talk me for three days or something pleb so if, if i didn't stick to the rules mate i'll be in trouble anyway finn actually very quickly before we bring the air uh, bonzi in i need to give you access to this account so yesterday last night we've got bruce in uh and b bands so i just need to get you and rama in today then there's five people got control of the account okay oh yeah that's good i'll have to look through this list and see which account i can boot out that's not important anymore because it only lets you have so many but I feel like the Rack FM account, probably a pretty important account to have uh, some semblance of control over. So I'm with it. I'm with it. Robo, glad to see you back, man. Are you feeling all right? Oh, Robo, can you hear Bonzi? I bet he can't. He's just getting rugged right now. That's fine. What's good, man? How, how How's it going? Not bad. Sorry, you guys, that the stargaze space ran into this one i i'm actually surprised it went hour i didn't know if it was you know gonna take that long or not well i think that's fine considering we didn't have a reminder out for this space until about an hour ago so you know i mean if you want people to take you seriously you got to have that shit out and planned not just throw it up an hour before mm. the stargaze thing they had that reminder out for like the last two weeks dog like that's professionalism. So let's let's try and, and up our game a little bit here. Ben, don't fucking do that. Ben, don't fucking Oh, here he is. Hey, can you hear Bonzi? I hope so now. I got rugged there. Hello, Bonzi. 
Hey, what's up, Robo? How are you feeling? Uh, a lot fucking better like me, but I've just had a shit 48 hours, like, but I had a good night's sleep last night, so I'm feeling all right, yeah. Glad to hear you're back, man. I'd... Yeah, you know, everyone was <laughs> wondering for a few days where you were at. Bro, it was crazy watching everybody. We all went through the stages of grief. Some of us went through them much quicker than others. And by the end of it, you're lucky you came back because we were about another eight hours away from dividing up all of your worldly possessions amongst ourselves. So it's uh, it's good you came back when you did. Why why doesn't that surprise me? Eh? Uh, Finn, by the way, dude, as well, like uh, I wasn't even sure because like AJ was like, oh, just put it, put it off for a week or whatever, you know. And then uh, the last 48 hours, dude, when I was feeling shit, but then I was like, come on, push, push through, push through. We've got to fly the flag for fucking Rack FM, you know. Uh, very quickly, though, uh, Bonzi, I heard somebody talking about you guys the other day. Did you guys make some announcements uh, over on Sunnyside, yeah, about your game or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. March 31st, it's coming out. And, uh, you know, like, I don't know how to, like, describe, you know, our whole plan for it. But, like, we reserve, like, 20% of all revenue we take in, uh, either for the DAO or prize pools. So we're trying to make it more like a tournament thing, right? Like, we try to do once a week, twice a week, where we'll have, like, you know, depends on how everything goes. But, like, hopefully, like, one to like $400 prize pools for people who participate. And um, it's getting close. And like the game is like, I don't know, I'm biased, but like we're having fun with it. It's nice to hear you say you're having fun with it. Uh, I was, because I was about to ask, has it, because I know Jacob's developed a game as well, right? Uh, or their outfit has, right? Has it been a labor of love, Sunnyside, up to now? Or has it been like a pleasurable experience? Or has it been like, fraught with difficulties or what yeah oh be God. honest don't don't sugarcoat that shit either be honest we need the raw truth oh i mean i'm a hundred percent confident and like i don't know i'm a little bit aggressive in this but i don't believe anyone could do what we did for ha- or for twice the cost i i really don't it, like the amount of adjustments mean to be made and the like how many changes happen throughout the process. And then the biggest part is making a game that actually feels fun to play is completely different than just making a complicated game. Those are, those two things are not the same at all. And just how much of the, uh, the game is going to be like on chain? None. So that's kind of the beauty of it. Um, our game is just an app and then the NFTs, the metadata is how NFTs are integrated. So like when you open the game there, you have like a wallet, right? And our game reads the text files, the metadata and says, okay, this Reaper has 10 attack. This one has, you know, it has 10 health. This is its special ability. And the game converts that like internally to make it function then we have like cosmetics that get placed in different spots along the game board. So there's like a metadata trait called card type and it says Reaper or cosmetic. Then there can be cosmetic one, cosmetic two, and that defines where on the game board that cosmetic will show up. And did you guys, uh, cause this is something I'm always interested in. Did you guys develop everything like hundred percent in-house or did you have to like outsource? dev work and stuff oh so 
no so um like the gameplay and stuff is a hundred percent like me and directing it we outsourced i know that gets like a bad rep but i was saying this earlier because like a lot of people take yeah i think it markets better right if you build it in-house uh my stance on it is quite the opposite. When people say they build something in-house a lot of the time, I kind of view it, especially with games, I view it like, okay, it might sell better, but it probably means that it's going to take four times as long to release and be half the quality. Like, like it or not, right? The guy on Upwork or Fiverr who's made a million dollars is pretty good at his job. He's not bad. So, like... That's how I view it. Well, uh, that's going to be it. Oh, did we lose Finn? What happened there? I think we lost Finn as a co-host. Is that right? Where is he come back? Ah, right. Finn, wait a minute, dude. I'll make you co-host. Got to have a co-host, bro. There you go, Finn. Should be able to accept that, yeah? Even though you've requested to be a speaker, you pleb. Uh, right. Well, guys, this, uh, this brings me... Oh, am I getting rugged again? I'm getting rugged. Bonzi, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Right, it's Finn. What's going on? Let's get Finn back. Ah, there he's there. Are you back with us, Finn? What happened there, dude? You're normally pretty good. Getting rugged up in there, isn't he? Up in the northwest. Sunlight, Finn. Have we got you back, God Finn? damn it. Hold, hold on. Yeah, carry on. I'll, I'll be right back. Hold on. Fucking goddamn. Right, well, I, I want to bring this up. I did hope to have... I, the guys, this is something I wanted to touch on with uh, AJ on the 17th, which was like last Friday, uh, but we didn't have the right FM. I was in no condition to be able to do it. So there's there's a question that's been like uh, going around for a couple of weeks, and I'd hope okay, to be able am to I ask... Back? I'm sorry, I'm back. We yes. good? You got yes, me? Yes, you are. Okay, bet. And, and Finn, this one's important for you to be here. Uh, with that like terror background as well. So, I mean, what I'll do is that, Finn, I'll I'll come over to you first before we go over to Sunnyside, but I'll check with Jacob as well first. Jacob, did you guys, you guys didn't originate over on terror, right? Is that right? No. Funny story, like, I, never invest, I never invest in terror at all. So. Yeah, but you guys didn't like start your project or, or like over on terror or anything like pre-crash or anything, no? No, not at all. I, I studied in Stargate. Uh, with my NFT last year. That's 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 what I thought. But Bonzi, there's a there's a number of you guys, obviously come over from Terra now. Uh, I'm I'm actually keen to bring this up after last night's uh, conversation with uh, White Whale that Little Gains did because uh, again, obviously they mentioned uh, uh, Backbone Labs, is it right? So before I bring you in Bonzi for this question, I just want to find out as well about Finn what he knows about the background, but. A few weeks ago, it was mentioned like how many kind of projects or exterra projects are connected or a part of like a backbone labs, right? Because obviously we've heard that I think NFT switch like had a connection and then Arc Protocol had a connection. And I know like like there's can you can you Bungie, do you know like the history of uh, of backbone labs and the connections with everybody like because there's a few people just been asking, kind of like, are all these people like the same team or something? Do you know what I mean, dude? What were yeah. You yeah, so especially with like NFT Switch and Backbone Labs, you know, I don't know everything about it. But like what I can say is that like 
uh, JG, the guy that most people hear from NFT Switch, he, you know, I I usually don't use like the old school terms, but like he's a go getter. Like he reaches out and talks to people. Um, I know that their developer, like he shares um, developers with some of the other Terra projects, like connections, and they've worked together before. So the Backbone Labs one, one of the, you know, I, I had multiple reasons why I personally wanted to see them, um, you know, deploy. But like you, a lot of people, you know, take things at face value. It's like sometimes you don't bring people in because of the product they bring. You bring people in because of the connections they have. Like it's, you know, he owns Skeleton Punks which is like $160,000 market cap that like, if he brings that project to stargaze, that's already in like the top five market caps of stargaze. So like, I don't know. I'm a little salty on how that one turned out, but I I also get it. He's a combative guy. Um, So, yeah. Dude, no, I I was just like more wondering or, or what people have mentioned as well, you know, uh, like like one on one or in in small uh, spaces etc. It was like it just over the last like couple of months or something like uh, like uh, there's a lot of projects kind of like where Backbone Labs has been like a bit of a central kind of centrifugal point you know, and it seemed like almost every project coming over from Terra had some form of connection one way or another to Backbone Labs and then White Whale were talking about working with them uh, last night uh, closely I think for the LSDs yeah. Uh, and I'm curious, yeah, you know, but if you think about it like that, doesn't that make sense if they're giving all their fees back to the holders of the NFT and your protocol needs an LSD, you can pick Eris, you can pick Stride, you could pick the one that's going back to the holders as a community thing. I mean, you can make multiples in a basket or whatever, but I'm I'm down with that shit. I'll tell you, I was not bullish whatsoever on skeleton punks like during the terra run-up like when shit was popping it was just like one of those kind of me too projects and then they got rugged and then they got rugged again and then the ruggers got rugged and then the crash happened and then jg hit me up one day super excited as he is tend to be and he got me like bullish on what they were building as far as the lsd and the staking and all that shit and giving all the fees back to everybody that got wrecked in his community multiple times. I mean, up to six times, depending on where you were dabbling, right? Like you could, uh, you could have two Gretzky's two two uh, hat tricks sitting on your shelf right now. Um, but the one thing I do, and I will say is that it's kind of weird how he makes it a point to mention that like, yo, we're the only, we're building all this without any funding and shit. But it's like, if you look at the emergency builders allocation like they got funding from that regardless of what entity you say you're representing at the time like you got funding which means you could use that to help any of your multiple projects which is whatever i mean i just i don't it i kind of cringe every time he says that because i'm like bro you can't say that like you've got funding like that project maybe didn't get funding but like nft switch got funding and that project is running off of that so like i mean don't say that you didn't get any funding but i don't know that's that's just me 
but oh. I think he's trying to do good for his community and for, for Terra and, and whatever else, you know, trying to expand just like everybody else's. Well, and to speak on that too, like this is the part that's so hard to like, try to, to like, to defend, I would say, because JG, if you ask him in an open space, he'll say you have, he has funding. Um, he's told me that before. JG likes to talk like a salesman, though. So he says the things that sound great at face value, but like then it sounds like he's lying, right? If people, you know, point out, but you do have funding. I don't think he does this intentionally. I really don't. Like, I I just call him a dreamer because like, you know, that's how it comes off as. But like, I don't think he has bad intentions. And I don't think he means it to come off that way. He just speaks right away. And like he says what is most appealing at face value. Well, and you said it right there. It's the I word. It's intention. It's what is your actual intent? Are you just trying to like build this shit up so you can fuck off? Or are you like actually in it for the duration like the rest of us? And it seems from what I've seen that he's actually like in it. His heart's in it. Like he he loves the ecosystem and the community around it but who knows i'm probably not the best judge of character at this point but so far so good we'll see do you know what? i think uh, i think poor joe still has uh, ptsd off that uh, interview he did with uh, gg and uh, joseph oh from shit the- yo that Yo, that was something you missed after that. Like, it, it was probably like three or four nights later, I think. Another dude got crop dusted in his fucking shit and he posted it. And he was like, what kind of animals would do this? <laughs> like, it was the funniest shit. But yeah, it's it's not just like a, a focused, targeted attack on you, Joe. Uh, there have been many reported crop dustings uh, throughout the, the Twitter sphere. So... That's getting serious, that. I mean, people have to be very careful with that, Mike, because there's obviously bot scripts that are doing it at that kind of speed. Like, like you've literally got to be very careful who you bring up a speaker in these spaces. Bro, there is there is no, unless you have your own script to remove that shit, like, directly, there is no fucking way a human can clean that shit up. Like, once that shit happens, you got to end the space or just like laugh it off and let let it stay up there let it linger uh because yeah there's there's so many like you you can't even see the scroll bar it's ridiculous once that shit happens no pun intended there right (laughs) i'm over here worried about dmcas from the fucking scat man because dipshit over here keeps singing the fucking song gonna get (laughs) us pulled down motherfucker Bonzi, did you hear what happened? Uh, did you hear that about that, Jacob? About Joe's nest getting absolutely raped with fucking scat porn? No. <laughs> yeah, that was wild, yo. That was wild. Just completely crop dusted <laughs> so bad. He was down and out for the count, man. It was bad. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't. That was too much. <laughs> Oh, Joe couldn't remove it. I think Joe didn't know how to remove it, which, which was even funnier. <laughs> Look, who's Joe? Yeah, but you guy? can't. There, there's so many, dude. Like, there's nothing to do about that shit. You just gotta, gotta end the space and start a new one, or take it like a man. Take your licks. <laughs> yeah, as if the uh, spaces wasn't like traumatizing enough for uh, Joe. That that literally is my, one of my favorite spaces of the entire year. 
I, I encourage everybody to go and listen to it. Would have been about what two and a half weeks ago, just over two weeks ago. Yeah, great space that one. I know if you go to terraspaces.org, the great oracle, you can type in Cosmos Joe and uh, it'll pull it up. Well, we've been joined by uh, Mr. Pepe. Uh, I have sent him an invitation. Uh, but uh, I'd hoped that Moll was going to be here. I do know that he was uh, a bit busy. Uh, and I had a question kind of like for you guys, but like for him to listen to the answers, right? Uh, you know that uh, the busy, the guys over at Rack are busy building the uh, the first ever NFT marketplace on Huahua, right? Or whatever you want to call it, Hua Hua or Huahua. Uh, I was just wondering, right, guys, from you, industry guys, obviously, uh, what would be like a piece of advice or like if it was you in that situation, what would you be thinking of or what would you be aware of? Like, Jacob, what do you think if, if it was you going to build this NFT marketplace, right, the first one? What kind of things would you be thinking of, like a bit outside the box or what would you be like more focused on or paying attention to, do you think? I will try to see if I can build something like have a little bit of touch into it, not just an NFT marketplace. Maybe even before the launch, don't just launch like a normal NFT marketplace. If you're doing on Wawa, maybe add a, something different to it, like a, a DeFi or something that kind of like distinguishes it from other NFT marketplace. Because right now in the Cosmos space, we have a lot of NFT places. We have Loop, we have Hope. We have Stash, we have Stargaze, Omniflix, and a bunch of other. So if you could add something different, that's, I think that would be the gym. And also with Wawa, I think the community in Wawa is cool also. But with NFT, you need liquidity. So <laughs> this, is, this is a tough one. I would say that you basically followed Luart's playbook from Terra Pre-Crash. Uh, there was already a couple established marketplaces. They came in and started doing a lot of like undercover research, like having just homies hang out in spaces and in chat groups and like listening to what the beefs were with the existing marketplaces. And there was a lot of them uh, as far as people's, you know, uh, aggression towards nowhere or random earth, uh, depending on on your experience. Uh, and they literally just took all that info and dropped a marketplace that satisfied everybody's needs. And they were killing it until all of like the cousin debacle and shit happened. <laughs> but I think it was huge for them to be able to utilize what everyone's beef was with these existing marketplaces and then roll in and be like, look, we just like solved all, all of your woes. Uh, and then I would just like copy paste all the loop contracts. And then I would look at the ret gang and what their beef was with loop. I would fix those issues. Uh, and then I would launch that bitch. Call it a day. And so pray for liquidity because you there's zero liquidity there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, the biggest thing is, is like to make a new marketplace that's successful just being associated with the cosmos um if the website loads instantly right like you can beat stargaze at that so to speak um if you undercut the fees and if you have something that's trendy but has long-term value that's how you make it stick otherwise it fails like first mover advantage especially with like 
NFT marketplaces is like it's everything, right? Like if you look at Loop, they had one to three good launches and then dead. Um, you know, good territory, same thing. Um, it just kind of plays out. Like once a dominant has already been established, there really needs to be a good incentive for anyone to switch, in my opinion. I think at that point, though, because of where we're at in the market, if they spend this time building it up and listening to everyone's shit and like making it really dope and making it load fast and getting some cool shit on there, I think by the time the next cycle comes around, they could capture a lot of that incoming liquidity and and help be like one of those onboard stations for the rest of the cosmos. So let me ask this though, and and fighting for my own team here, like, right. If they're going to make their own marketplace and we just talked about this on the R space, why don't they make minters for stargaze? Like if you make an open edition minter, they get one to 5% of all revenue ever created throughout that contract. Like why not do that? Which takes infinitely less time versus trying to rebuild the wheel and then also make the wheel rounder than it was before when it was already round. Or you could do that and then take all those stars and buy back and burn Hua and then continue building on your fucking your own marketplace. But yeah, right. that, that's right. a good point. It, it just depends. Like, do you want to funnel people to Stargaze, which Rack has very little affiliation to, or do you want to funnel them to Wahwa, which Rack has little affiliation to, but more so than it, it does on Stargaze? And I, I don't right. want to speak for for Moeller, the, the Rack team, but that's just from what I see as a just a, an onlooker. No, and so, like, here's what I'll say. They can, you know, if you want to build the marketplace, I don't know how long it takes, but I assume that it is at least probably 50x more work and takes longer than doing a simple new minter contract. And the new minter contract for a well-established marketplace that sees high use would almost certainly generate more revenue than trying to build a marketplace from the ground up and then also try to get convince users to move to said marketplace. Yeah, and also remember with um Stargaze outpost coming up soon. So if at any time after Stargaze yeah, but is it live, they can yeah. just launch it on Wawa too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, but like, I all right, I'll be pretty frank here. Who cares about the smaller like marketplaces? That that's kind of what I'm coming back down to is like it's the same reason why like kepler the world's worst cosmos wallet is the most popular they just got here first like the wallet is terrible compared to like alternatives but everyone used it first so like i i here's what i would say to like give my most blunt answer i don't know why you would build a marketplace on huaha well that's funny because that's exactly what i said so I mean, <laughs> we're we're spot on there. <laughs> eh, I mean, you know I, what I, it I is. Mean. Obviously, is the people that have very very heavy heavy Huahua bags need this to happen, and that's cool. I I bought enough Huahua to mint some Huahuas when the racks were doing their thing with it, and that was it. So, I mean, they did primarily say uh, that basically they just 
the Hua Hua guys are like a drape. Like they said, it's like so easy to work over there, you know. Like there's just no barriers like whatsoever. Uh, Bonzi, to your point, uh, front end performance is like massively high up on the list. But I think it's, I mean, the way that we talked about it is that it looks like Hua Hua will be the like the one surviving like meme chain. I mean, do we need a fucking like a, a meme app chain? Uh, I don't know. Uh, could it be, you know, as the cosmos grows, could it be big in the future? Maybe, probably nobody knows. But I think they were kind of like, well, fuck it. There's not one there. So it's not that much work, you know, and we can get paid for it a bit. Let's go and do it. The, the, the actual hardcore reasoning is beyond me, apart from like the brief understanding, you know. But uh, we've been joined by Pepe. Hello, Pepe. Do you want to weigh into this topic? Yeah. That's a good thing, though, Sunnyside. Uh, you mentioned about the Minter. Hello, Pepe. Hey guys, how are we doing? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, I think it's an interesting like thought in terms of like if we're really aiming towards um, ICS seven twenty one NFTs being able to move around, like then in some degree, I don't know if we need to have a marketplace on every single chain. One thing I would say would be, um, I think it would be interesting to see uh, marketplaces that compete for kind of like subsections of um, the different kind of NFTs. So like, you know, if we did like uh, a marketplace that really focused on like art only, non-PFP style, um, you know, like genuine artist kind of collections, like that could maybe be like a separate like launch pad and a separate minting contract and a separate um like kind of marketplace front end to view. Uh and I think that could be like an interesting kind of way to to have different marketplaces that suit different needs and different um like addressable markets. But yeah, having just like 10 different marketplaces that are all pumping out PFP uh you know collections I, yeah at some point it's just the, there's diminishing returns there unless you have something really special is the biggest issue the like look what like the liquidity spread yeah the liquidity is just being spread around like too thin yeah i mean that's that's my opinion like uh i don't I feel like analytics on that are are kind of hard to come by. Like I actually was pressing um, some, can't remember the name of the team, but they were talking about like doing anal analytics and stuff like that. And I was pressing them on Twitter recently saying like, can you give us some, some actual numbers on like where liquidity is at, you know, what the numbers are, are doing. Um, so still waiting for them to actually like return some of that uh, information, but I'll be curious to see. Yeah. I would say it's just, there's just not enough liquidity. It's, it would get spread too thin. Well, on that point, uh, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up a couple of things there because uh, Talus is something that uh, came up in conversation recently and about the lack of opportunities for like uh, things like one-on-ones and stuff, right? But Pepe, in your opinion, Stargaze, are there far too many projects launching on there too frequently, do you think? Um, I mean... Like, I feel like that's, it's, I, I feel like it's a, it's a double-edged sword, right? Like you, um, you don't want to limit it down. And see, this is, again, this is where it's like, maybe you have different purposes, right? You can have like a tailored 
kind of marketplace that has like a team that's selecting the people who are like launching there. Like for example, like Luart used to do that, right? People used to to fight really hard to be on the Luart Launchpad um, because you know they and they were super selective. They um, they basically coached all of their teams, and to some regard, they kind of took over your project. It was something I kind of had a problem with when I was trying to work with them. Like they were dictating to me, you know, um, you know, whether I was doing this or that, how many NFTs were in my collection, you know, what kind of features and traits that they would have and like everything. I mean, essentially they took over and said like they were basically part project owner. So that that's like a pretty aggressive, like centralized approach to have like that one team, like taking on that much responsibility over all these different projects. Uh, and you know, that, can have a function because it returned really high quality projects. Um, on the flip side of it, like there is a place to have just anybody launch. Bonzi, I saw you uh, giving some emojis up there. You know, my thought is the fragmentation of the markets is right now the like one of the biggest downfalls. Like, I, you know, if you're in Ethereum, if the marketplace, you know, there's multiple marketplaces and you show up on you know, multiple of them, that's fine. Right now, it's kind of like, you know, probably 85 to 90% of all of the Cosmos volume is on Stargaze. And then that extra 15 to 10% is spread on our marketplaces. Um, you know, what would be best if you wanted to see the healthiest market right now would just be if it was all in one spot. Um, I get, though, that that's kind of against, like, the whole kind of, like, uh, one of the core values of the, the community, crypto community, you know, NFT community, especially Adam, IBC. So I get that. Now, speaking on behalf of the corporation, we're all about recentralizing things that have gotten too decentralized for their own good. It's like that saying, keep an open mind, but not too open where your brain falls out. Thank you. Right. And I, I, I think I probably have the most takes against like a lot of core values so i don't really expect them to be popular when i say them <laughs> that's what this space is all about uh Bonzi. we established that from the beginning right people say what the fuck they like here yeah no exactly I, I i always have to catch myself on other spaces to make sure i'm covering like you know my project and stuff but i'll give i'll give it straight here well, actually, we'll jump on to the corporation in a second just to get your kind of general synopsis on it. Uh, but, yeah, something that was mentioned, and I'm glad uh, I think it was Pepe that brought this up, right, about, you know, different marketplaces offering, like, different kind of bespoke things, whatever, right, whether that be, like, limited to specific art projects for photography, but one-on-ones, you know, and being able to, like, uh, like whitelist, like, a uh, like a collector so that like the sale would go through automatically. There seems to be like extremely limited options. Finn, is it Talus is the only one at the minute? Is that right? Or are there others? Uh, yeah, no, Talus is fantastic. Talus has been around since the beginning and they've always been there for the smaller one of one artists, like literally helping out anybody that has a question in their chats one on one and everything. Like they've definitely been one of the most helpful i would say when it comes to and i see you laughing there ryan you know liquidity is not everything sometimes you got to be there for the little guy and as 
one of the GT Capital people, I wouldn't expect you to understand the little guy or, or being there for anyone but yourself. But as somebody that's been watching this community come up and, and turn into what it's blossomed into, I would say that Talos simply doesn't give a fuck about liquidity, uh, partly because they're French, partly because they're about the art and about the artist. Interesting take. Is there is there like no financial incentives for like the bigger boys or whatever to to be able to offer something like this? Why why do people shy away from like offering being able to offer a one on one service kind of thing for artists? Well, you see, the thing about offering one on one service is that you got to deal with people one on one, and you see, the big problem about doing that is the people, right? Now, you tell me. I got to go nanny handhold every little Ryan Lion kitten caboodle that comes up and wants to launch a NFT project. Now, pretty soon we're talking like some serious time out of my day. And so as a bigger, dare I say, corporatized entity, you can't expect them to have the sort of manpower, excuse me, people power, animal power to, to handle that sort of one-on-one -on -one interaction now you take a setup like like talus they've already built everything man that's just done they're just hanging out so they got all the time in the world and surely to it's permissionless to though. helping one -on -one. surely it's permissionless there's no one-on-one -on -one interactions it's permissionless isn't it uh i i guess I don't know that they've ever like, I mean, I'm sure they've turned down some people. Maybe not. I, I honestly don't know. That's, that's a good question. Uh, cool. It's like, if you want to get verified, I'm pretty sure anybody can just go launch whatever, but if you want to be verified and actually show up in the listing and the collections, then you have to like fill out a form and, and, and like talk to them about it. But I, I do believe it. Don't quote me on that. Cause I, I'm not, I'm not for certain, but. I think anybody can just go there and, and launch some shit on Terra or Juno. I'm glad you're talking about getting stuff uh, featured because uh, did you hear it was it uh, Joe and Don that did the space the other day? And uh, Don was complete when they were looking at the NFTs. Can you remember that the other day? And Don was like, what the fuck is this doing on the featured page or something? What's what's these gripes I'm hearing, uh, Bonzi? What's these gripes about stargaze and uh, featured stuff and that? Is it is the system broken or is it working just fine? Oh, it's broken. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll say that right away. Um, so the team selection process, I think, is actually fine. Um, it is a bit biased. Like you're probably not going to get AI through team pick, um, but like. Now, Don, Kryptonium, I are also like part of that. I think it's a six-person team that evens it out a bit better. The reason why AI usually doesn't make it through is everyone's a bit biased against it. So uh, just to be upfront about that, uh, the community vote is very broken. Um, so it, here's how it goes, right? Is that the community vote, it goes into Discord. So it's only people from Discord having a say. Um, the second part is, is the group that is most active in Discord is generally uh, kind of the squad, which is the core Stargaze community, I would say. 
So like if a larger project comes and tries to win community vote, it's really hard for them to do because the squad collective power will generally overtake it. Um, I'm not trying to say this as a bad thing. I'm just saying like it, it it's a biased system. Um, so right now, like if you go into the community vote, you basically have one of two options. You are either friends with the squad or you're friends with Terra projects. That's how you win community vote. You, you have to be friends with one of them. If you're not friends with either one of them and you were a new, really strong project from Ethereum, you would lose every time. So it, the system for community vote is extremely broken right now. Wow, so much for uh, decentralization. Well, we, should, we should be clear that like being on that list means absolutely nothing, right? Like we've seen projects mint out that were not on that on that featured page. We've seen projects on that featured page that haven't minted out. So like it doesn't seem like I mean obviously every little bit helps, but I, it's not a make it or break it thing. Like if if the boys club or the girls club doesn't like want you on there, I don't think it matters. Right. No, it doesn't. It really more so. So the one that Don Kryptonium didn't like was Block Cuties. I love their art. I, I said it. I was like, what? I like. I thought that was one of the cuter ones in a while. He's just um, a hater. He's if it ain't a Romilio, he's just a hater. Oh, it, right. So I like, and Block Cuties is like who it's perfect for because they do the cheap collection right no one would know who they are if they launch outside of launchpad but it allows them to be successful and mint out for having that cheap price and um extra visibility what it doesn't work for is um project we've never heard of that charges 800 stars and has a thousand supply and no one's known of them other than they see them on Twitter giveaways. Like those are the ones who don't benefit. They don't see any benefit from it. It won't help them. But like the small people who are genuine, that's where the launch pad can really shine for. Well, and that's what Luart was really good about was helping cultivate those communities. And if you just come to a mint and bring your own community, like it doesn't matter how visible that shit is because you know your community is going to just mint the shit out of them. But yeah, if you if you're just like, oh, I'm gonna just randomly launch this project with zero fucking interaction with anybody, then yeah, it would help to to get on there just for that little bit of visibility. But you still gotta do the legwork. Like if people thinking they're just gonna like whip out a bunch of Fiverr art and call it a day, like you better just go back to your Mickey D's job because it'd be a lot easier than this bullshit. Jacob, any uh, any comments, Jacob? Were you guys on the featured uh, page, by the way? Yeah, so for our first collection on Stargaze, we were in the future launch pad. And that, that ended up good, so we, we ended up minting down in like two days. That was, that was pretty good. And also for collection, we're still on Stargaze um, in, in our building. And one thing that we did for collection, like with the treasury, we stake at the treasury, so all that fun is still there. But early on, we didn't have that much support from the community because um, we did launch our validator nodes early on. But that didn't pin out the way we wanted, so we had to shut it down because we fall in the inactive set. But we're back stronger than ever, so um, we're still building with, with with the community. And we also uh did launch an NFT collection last year on Loop, 
you guys figure didn't didn't go as well. But again, we're back stronger than ever. Um, um, so we're playing on on women team. Um, that same collection from Loop. Uh, much first. But one thing that I learned during this year, I'm like, I gotta go back to the drawing board and like doing something different. So with that collection, what I'm planning on doing, the collection meant would be like 37 Juno. But the difference between us and other project, you get to keep the 30 Juno. So you made 37, you keep that 30 Juno. So that 30 Juno will be sticking a DAO on DAO DAO. So what do you want to DAO? So you you keep that 30 Juno. And that, that, that will, every time you make something, 34 Juno go back to the DAO. But you control 30 Juno. So at any time in the future, you will be able to swap your NFT for the 30 Juno. So I want to do something a little bit different. Um, so with that said, we will to stick your NFT and the staking rewards plus the royalty fee. So we decide that 100% of the royalty fee will go back to NFT holders. So I was trying to like do something different. And also, for me, it's not always about the money. So just so everybody know, I'm not making anything from this, from the women thing. So I'm just doing it. One thing with me, I want, when I learn something, I want it to succeed. And sometimes even, like, unfortunate even happen. Doesn't make it happen. I'm like, I'm going to keep going. So let's do it that way. And that's, 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 that's the plan for much. I forgot, I forgot you guys had, uh, had a collection over on uh, Loop. Uh, Pepe, was there any kind of, like, a uh, process or drama for you guys to get, like, uh, featured or anything? <laughs> or was there a featured something? <laughs> Um, how do I put this lightly? Uh, I think everybody's featured when there's only one project that's minting in like a month. I Yo, those it. booties minted though, huh? <laughs> I don't know what it is with NFTs, man. Honestly, everyone I know is becoming obsessed with them. Like, it's looking crazy. Which brings me to something. So, the corporation... Uh, I don't know how much, like, I've been out of this, the circuit for two weeks, right? So I'm well behind, but I, I know enough. Uh, what do you think about the concept? And have you guys, like, peeped at, like, Dow Dow V2 and seen how the corporation have been using it and the proposals and the, the bad kids, like, raffle that did for the 10 Juno ticket? Uh, and let's go to Pepe. Pepe, so the corporation, like, any thoughts, any comments? Uh, I mean... I have a corporation PFP on my main profile, but I mean, I'm obviously pretty busy with my own project, so I haven't put very much energy or time into being a part of the corporation. Did you mint? Uh, you said for, you were... uh, excuse me, excuse me, uh, sir. For, for my own curiosity, do we have any numbers on that uh, that bad kids giveaway thing? We we have any uh, anybody run the numbers on that? See how how that ended up. Just yeah, my own curiosity. Yeah, how that how that They were break even, like I think twenty four hours before or something. So, Ram is Rama still listening, or is he going back to work? Oh, he's gone, hasn't he? I'll uh, I'll message him see if we can get the numbers while we're on. But they were definitely in profit. I know that much. And there's uh, there's profit from the Juno that's staked. Yeah, what well, I'll check the treasury in a second. There was what about five hundred, nearly six hundred uh, Juno or six hundred USD in the treasury, right? From people minting their PFPs, yeah. Finn doesn't know. Yeah, about $600 in the treasury. So 
Pepe, you've got the PFP, but the question is, did you mint it? That's the question. Of course. Wouldn't have uh, done it any other way. Uh, I got a little squid down there. He helped me with uh, the whole minting process. So cheers, buddy. Awesome. That's right. Pepe's not a LARPer like some of these other cats out here. You know, it's the real deal. When you say it's only five Juno to get in at the ground floor of your new corporation, uh, yeah, I'm all in. I tell you what, uh, Bonzi, what do you think about the, the concept of the corporation and the idea of like, you know, you can get a PFP and you can use it on Twitter, but if you want to mint it, you can. You send your five Juno and then the prop will go through and then you you come in and you can choose or get allocated like where you want to go within the corporation. What do you think about the concept of like the idea for a bit of fun and the the idea of it like for proof of concept for like Dow Dow V2 and the sub Dow situation, yeah? Um, I think it's one of like one of the most valuable things in the space. Uh, and I like, don't mean that ironically. Um, I'm going to try to like, think of a way to formulate this. Um, it's like a form of engagement that gets people to stay in the space and keep them around. Like, it, oh, I'm not going to say the phrase I hate, but like when a user decides like, do I want to be here? you know, they might be in things for like short term flips and stuff, but like, it's not fun, right? Like you're just like, I'm trying to make money. Um, when you incorporate things that, you know, like you're part of a movement almost, so to speak, like, so now you have skin in the game and like you enjoy being a part of it. Like it's something that's relatively small scale, but it, can have such a powerful impact because like that's the kind of things that like keep people interested in that's fun and it's not just okay like who can i sell this to next and then on to the next thing so like for the culture right like i that's how i view it um i don't know i i can't like put it into like good words but i think like stuff like this in joe are like some of the greatest like things I've seen in the space in the past uh, three to four months. When if you, if you look at it for what it is like Sony and like EA, like they would drool at a system that got this much engagement in beta testing a project for free. Like the, just the amount of interaction tricking people into not tricking, but like getting people into this whole like gamified vibe and then being like, now go, my pretties test my platform reports the bugs to me and I will fix it and make it great all like without having to actually pay people to do it. Like that's fucking brilliant, right? Like how, how much money do game dev houses set, spend on beta testers and in in-house gamers that just play their fucking game over and over, you know, like that they just completely wiped out like that whole section of, of market that like we're just doing for free now, which I think is pretty fucking brilliant. I love the opt-in vibe. The opt-in vibe of the corporation is amazing. But uh, what Bonzi said there, like, I have to credit that, like, because uh, spoken like a true member of the corporation. You know, when Finn was telling me earlier that uh, while I was away, people were, like, hating on the corporation. I literally don't know what what's wrong in your head to moan or complain or try to call out the corporation 
when you can see for for what it is a, a grassroots fucking movement that's just taking advantage of new technology. That's it. Well, it's that like I would. I, w- I would look at like who the members are and I would be like, there's no fucking way in hell. I would say anything that would remotely make any of those people upset, because if there was a list of people that I never, ever would want to have control me, it's the people that are members of the corporation. So like it's it's uh, it's big boy business, big, big girl business. It's a uh, big, big people, animal LARP business. Well, it's your ground. Jacob's talking about using uh, Dowdow V2 for his staking and stuff. So, uh, Jacob, you'll, you'll have been following the corporation and, and looking at what we've been doing then, yeah? Yeah, I've been, I've been following you guys, but I'm not in the corporation yet, so... Did, <laughs> did you see what the, the fucking wreck gang did with that shit? Bunch of fucking wrecked-ass well, plebs couldn't even wait, follow what, fucking what directions, do? right? They, they have this wow. game, the fucking whatever Totero, some shit, and, like, you had to... First of all, stake your bulls and your barns and shit. And then the point was to mint like a 44 piece collection or something. And so everybody went ape shit and minted like 55 pieces or something. And they're like, ah, 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 you didn't follow the instructions. We said 44 in true wrecked fucking fashion. We didn't win the <laughs> fucking prize, which I thought was I funny as fuck. I have a question for you guys. What, what do you think? Um, what do you guys think about backing in into token? Like for a second, what? like oh, what? Um, no, backing the NFT with with crypto. So like, like the idea of something I'm doing with, with my NFT coming in in March first. The idea is to back the NFT of the token. Since that DAO V2 is live now, you can create a DAO with NFT, right? So the NFT is controlled by the DAO, and all this token can be staked in the DAO. Let's say staked in June, right? And that staking reward can be claimed, distributed to every NFT holders. But you do know you have the safety of knowing that your NFT is back, back by Juno. So in the future, you can just redeem it. But you you still get to keep. You have an NFT that you can look at. What do you guys think about that? Am I making any sense? I don't <laughs> think I'm following. So you have an NFT, and then you have Juno. So let's say no, you, so you you have, have a box right? and you take you take some dog shit and then you take some cat shit and you put it in the box. Okay, and this is my wrapped NFT backed by a token. So then what do I do yeah, with it? So, so with DAO DAO, you can state that you can create a DAO uh, based on NFTs. So with that said, you can stick the NFT in the DAO to uh, to gain governance access, but also when you stick the Juno token, you get you earn rewards, right? Like yields. Okay, so where where does shared. that come from then? D- that comes from the sales of the NFT itself. Is that where? Yeah. So yeah. So that's where it's coming from. So for 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 what I'm doing, let's the the mint will be 37 Juno, right? But 30 Juno will be stick stick. So that would be yours forever, and that would be sticking the dial at any time in the future. You can swap the NFT for the 30 Juno. But you still get to earn staking rewards because at the end of the day, not everybody will stake the NFT to claim the reward, so you'll be earning more because you. Well, right, because the rewards are divided up between the members, right? So it'd be in your best interest to just stake it on your own and get the full rewards, but then you don't have the perks of what, like participating in that particular DAO DAO governance or or whatever you guys are doing. No, because with Juno, because with DAO, 
you will still be able to vote on general governance with the NMTs. And one thing that I added that can earn more rewards is the NFT royalty fees because the NFT can be sold in, in the secondary market, but when you stick oh, okay. your so token, all, And then all those fees would go back into the DAO stake as well. I, I got you. Yeah, so each NFT owner will be earning that reward from the NFT sales plus the staking rewards plus anything as a community we choose to build. So I almost, I almost feel like you can't I don't know if you could have it both ways, though. I feel like you can either Which incentivize way? the staking or you can have people having a, some decent volume buying and, and yeah, selling so and trading. I, I, I don't know that you could get them to do both unless people no. get like big enough bags, I guess. I feel like you could do both because if the NFT is backed by 30 Juno, right? Anytime in the market someone put uh, NFT below 30 Juno, you can do the arbitrage that way. And and not everybody want to stick the NFT. They just want to buy 30 Juno and leave it liquid. Uh, NFT for 30 Juno, right? That you know at any time you can redeem it for 30 Juno. You want to. Right. So then you're going to have everybody, liquid. everyone's going to wait for Juno to hit like five or 10 bucks again. And then everyone's going to immediately like swap their NFT for Juno and go dump yeah, it. Yeah. So that's. But that's, I, that's I don't fine, know. Though. It's interesting. That's I don't fine, know that anybody's doing that yet. That's what I'm trying to do with, with, my, with my next collection launching on March 1st. Um, the thing is, the, the the reason I like it that way is uh, the NFT is backed by Juno. So it doesn't matter if everybody swap the NFTs for the Juno. The whole collection is, is backed by Juno. So it doesn't matter what happens next. If everybody decides to swap the NFT for the 30 Juno, everybody will get 30 Juno. So it's not like under collateralized, like, like the banking system in a sense or any other thing. You can You can clearly see it in the DAO because... You can just go that treasury, how many Juno there, divide the, the the treasury by how many NFT in the collection, and ta-da, you can clearly see everything. So it's on chain. So it's not like something I can hide. Yeah, Trader, what, what, what were you saying? Uh, yeah, well, I got a couple of questions because I own like two of your uh, NFTs on Loop. So I was kind of curious how this was going to work as well. Um, so the first question I have is like, so if the Juno estate in order to generate rewards, then you have to wait the 28 days before it's actually redeemable, right? Um, and so basically, like if somebody wanted to actually redeem for the 30 Juno, what would that process look like? So the way I'm planning on doing it is like every, let's say for a second, you want to redeem, redeem your Juno, right? you just send the NFT back to the DAO and we'll, we'll have a sub DAO in, in, in a community that's looking at this thing. and by the end of the day, we can just make a prop and unstake the Juno. So when you unstake, let's say by the end of the week, 40 people want to claim their 30 Juno. You just make a prop, unstake, unstake 40 times 30 Juno, and you just have to wait for the 28 days and what that happened, you get back your 30 Juno. Yeah, okay. So then I guess where my head goes with that is like, so... I mean, maybe I'm a little um, jaded. Let's call it. But like, what what happens if that per if the sub community doesn't actually like honor that? That's like my first the first place I go. Like, I basically have unstaked my NFT, which means I've given up my governance right in the community, and I've now sent it back to the treasury, and I'm now basically you know uh, out of any governance rights and waiting for other people to honor 
the agreement. That's my first thought. And the second thought is like, what is the distribution? Like how even is it? Because what if a bunch of people um, basically distribute their or, or send their NFTs into the treasury all at the same time and somebody gains 51% control of the kind of governance rights all at that moment and decides to unstake and send all the uh, staked Juno to themselves rather than distribute it back to all these people who had sent their NFTs because temporarily they have uh, governance control over, you know, the the majority of the of the DAO. You know, to be to be frank with you, I haven't thought like the whole about the aspect of that one. But I'll say the the way that can be solved is like if you own part of if you let's say you own a cosmic camera, right? And that you know it's back by by thirty you know, the way that could be solved is but like let's say the sub that right, there's a sub that that's in charge of looking at all this thing and when something happened, just mentioning the community and a prop get bought up. Because if you need to own the NFT to vote it. But I feel like as of right now, there's not a clearly answer for something like that to happen. So I have to think about that. So thank you for mentioning that I need to find a solution for that. But do you have an answer that can do you have an answer for that? <laughs> well yeah, I mean I have a couple of thoughts. Like I, I don't necessarily have a Yeah, yeah, that's why I wanted to like to ask you guys for questions because the 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 full launch is not live yet until March first. So I wanted to like yeah. because I'm I'm more like a open book, so I want everybody to know everything going on. So yeah. I think there's a few different approaches you could take with it. Um one would be the the let's say the higher yield and more flexible option would be that instead of just staking the Juno, you would swap it into like a liquid staked option. Cause then you would still be able to accrue yield, which could be distributed, but uh you could also have it liquid should somebody like should there be a rush to actually collect the Juno? You don't have to wait the 28 days and you could kind of do like instant swapping where somebody could like send the NFT and you could send the Juno all within like a very similar transaction, not a 28 day delay. The other approach, which would be if you don't feel comfortable with liquid staking, you could agree to some amount of Juno that would be like kind of kept. So like, uh, let's say you said um, at any time we'll have enough Juno on stake for four NFTs to be swapped. Um, and then, you know, if uh, somebody claims one of those NFTs, then we unstake. So like uh, if somebody claims, then you have 30 Juno liquid. And then if the next person claims, you know, or and then you unstake 30 Juno, so 28 days later, you have another four like Juno unstaked. But I, I think you definitely have to like think through that process a little bit with the community, especially regarding the governance votes and like making sure that the distribution stays in a way that you don't end up accidentally getting rugged by somebody taking over like control of governance. Makes things make sense. Yeah. So I would think more on that, but uh, corporate, let me see, Finn or Robo, do you guys have any, anything to add on that? Oh, I'm good, mate. It's above my pay grade, this, but I'm listening and making some notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if any, anybody in the public are into, I don't know. That, that, that's a good... I'd say at, at this point, this shit's all beta testing. So, I mean, fucking YOLO. <laughs> let's see if we can break it. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair too. I was just, I was just thinking about it because I'm like, I'm looking at the market and right now. It's like, I think the floor was like four, nine, or ten uh, USDC for one of the NFTs, and I was like, yeah, it wouldn't take much for somebody to just sweep the floor because they know they're all backed by you know 30 Juno, and if they happen to get at any one point like a majority control, they could just be like, screw it, I'm taking the whole pot. True. That's that's also that's also a risk. But the thing is, um, by the way, I'm not advocating people, for that. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> no, you're good. The thing is, because the NFT is back, let's say by Teddy Juno, I would not recommend people to sell it below the floor price. But some people will, you know, some people will want to sell quick and stuff like that, so they want to sell. And also the solution that you mentioned with the liquid staking. The liquid staking, the rewards that the liquid staking is earning doesn't go back to the DAG, go to the protocol. So it's not necessarily you can distribute the rewards to the NFT holders. But I also like the idea of leaving some liquids to make it happen and kind of like each time someone want to claim, they can just send it to the DAG and the prop getting and the prop being made and your NFTs, your token is sent to you. But also, if anybody got any solution or anything yes. like that, please. Couple of comments, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, Couple yeah. of comments. Well, I, I'm just going to say, like, George just DM'd me and he said, uh, What a space this is. He's loving it. And he said, uh, I feel like I always agree with uh, Sunny Side and traders <laughs> like that. But he, he just said, like, what Jacob is saying is a good idea, but it's got one major limitation. Obviously, I know you guys have discussed it. He says, it means that you've got to basically keep all of your token uh, reserves untouched at all times, and you can't use it to advance your project if you wanted to. That was just Joe's comment anyway in the DMs, yeah. And then yeah, uh, yeah so yeah, yeah, so for to answer that, that's true. But the the whole aspect of the project is not like to build something like oh my, to build a, a full game or something like that. It's just to make that happen and and see what happens next. You know, like build a bend this out to, to, to the universe you could say and see what happened next because I don't have a plan of building a game right now so if that happened that should be a community driving stuff so that's that's how I see it so I'm not like because I'm not taking anything so when the launch come on March 1st just so everybody know I'm not taking anything so basically 27 the metal will be 27 you know 34 Juno will go to the DAO. So if you want to participate in the governance, just take your NFT. The way I see this, if you don't want to lose, you don't want someone, a bad actor coming in, sweep the floor, just stay on the governance. So that's why I want to incentivize people to be active in the governance in a sense, where um, the staking rewards will go to every staker, but the royalty fees will go to people who participate in governance. So that's one way I want it to be like, Everybody, if you own a card, if want, you got to look at the governance. And so you don't want bad actor to come in. But one thing I envision is like, as DAO build more tooling, it will be easier to find a better solution where all that could be handled to a smart contract. So even if uh, someone gets full governance aspect, aspect of the treasury, they can just send everything to themselves. But in the meantime, the solution would be everybody got to be active on governance. I don't know if, if that makes any sense, but that's that's a goal. Oh, perfect, young man. I had a problem with the mic there, sorry, dude. Uh, Jacob, the other comment uh, was from Brian. He's listening in there. 
Uh, hopefully, Brian, we can get people up at the end, right? Uh, he just says that Jacob is describing a bond. You have created an NFT as a bond. Uh, now, I'm not really up to speed on uh, bonds and stuff like that, but uh, have you looked into any of the kind of like legal framework like that? Yeah, I kind of look a little bit. That's why I'm not taking anything. So that's why I'm not taking any money from this. So nothing is coming to me. I'm not making any money from this. So in the future, that's a bond in the future. And like this legal implication, nothing happens. I just create this, make it happen. And I don't know. And the thing is, I wanted to, when I launched this collection last year, um, I wanted to be successful also. but. Uh, didn't have that much community support, so I had to go back to the drawing board and be like, what can I do to bring value to this collection? And after a lot of thought, I was like, that could be a good idea. And also, that collection is not just NFT. There's, there's, there's a music attached to the collection, too. Um, so each NFT has a unique set of music. So that's, that's pretty cool. But I didn't want this space to be all about my collection. We have all the creator here. So... Talking about uh, talking about music clips or audio, actually, I don't know if we get an update from Finn. Uh, I believe Finn's working on a little project in the background. Is that right? Uh, oh, you got a rapper in the building. He's I'm, I'm Finn rap, so no, he's, he's. I believe he's working on uh, a project called Wrecked Clips. If I'm uh, not mistaken, with uh, I think Ambido where these are like epic like sort of clips takeouts from certain like spaces uh over the last like 18 months like you know those moments the wreck clips and they're going to be put together with like a piece of artwork uh it should be quite interesting i think finn might be a little bit busy at the minute maybe, maybe he's making his uh his supper you know he likes a, a cup of hot milk and some toast around this time of night he's getting on a little bit in his uh, older age you know uh, but guys i don't know if it's all right with you uh, can we see if anyone in the audience has got any questions, yeah? Because I know time will be limited. Is that all right with you guys, yeah? Anyone's got a question yeah, for you guys? That's good. So I can see Brian requested. So Brian, if you want, I don't know if you want to mention the, the, the bond or rather than just focusing on Jacob's project, just give us an overview of what you meant. But uh, guys, if anybody wants to come up uh, and ask a question about any of the topics or even something new, you've got three good guys here and Finn. By all means, jump up, yeah? Right, Brian, yeah, what did you mean by uh, a bond there? Cool, I was just doing the, uh, the little Twitter transition. Um, if you look at the uh, VE NFTs on Solidly, uh, what you have is a, uh, a locked up asset in a VE NFT. There's another thing called like RF NFTs that, that it's coming out from the Byte Masons and Oath. And effectively what it is is that if you have a, a locking framework where you're saying, hey, it's like 10 Juno, 30 Juno, some, some base rate, and then there's some emissions on that rate, well, you basically would get the, the 10 Juno, the 30 Juno, whatever it is for the NFT. And as long as you're able to create yield through your internal strategies higher, at a higher rate than your emissions rate, your bonds can go on forever, right? So if somebody tries to unlock the bond and like de-stake the bond, Effectively, what you have is like net present value. And if it's 28 days, you know, there's some discounted rate that you would have to sell this NFT or this bond at that would be uh, the time difference between the full unlock and then you would have the full payout. So if you look into like Velodrome solidly, um, there's 
tons and tons of information articles about this and it's each one of these projects are creating these VNFTs, RF NFTs that are effectively bonds. Gotcha. Oh, that, that's 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 pretty pretty cool. Because if Juno should not have like a twenty eight days on staking period, so that kind of also helps. So even someone get access to the governance and be like, oh, I want to unstick everything. So that kind of gives people time to like wake up. Someone got all of the governance. Go stick your NFC and kind of like get ready. Um, yeah. So that's kind of give people a, a, another added security, you could say. Um, but yeah. So all this thing I'm talking about, it's like it's early on, so nobody really know what's gonna happen in the future. So, uh, so this NFT that you mentioned, are they on uh, on Ethereum? Yeah. Check out Velodrome on Optimism. They're about to cross 300 million in TVL. They've had like a meteor, meteoric like rise in TVL, um, and then the RF NFTs by uh, uh, on Reliquary by the Byte Masons. They're doing some interesting stuff on yield bearing strategies uh, that is stored in an NFT. And the longer that you hold the NFT, the, the the more your yield increases. And then it has an unlocking. So you have to take the NFT, you have to stake it. The longer you stake it, the more interest that you get. And then there's an unbonding period, just kind of like uh, like Osmosis tokens. If you bond for longer, you get a higher interest rate. If you bond for a shorter time frame, you get a lower interest rate. Gotcha. And the funny thing is, I was thinking about a bunch of things like that, but I'm not a dev. So <laughs> it's kind of like it's, I can't really build stuff like that. And that's like the closest, the easiest, closest possible way of making it happen. It's like with that down. So I wanted like, yeah, go ahead, trader. Bonds is first. So, yeah, so, okay, I'm going to take my, my, it might be controversial stance. Um, So I view this as like, and what you were talking about, Brian's might be different, but this is kind of like a controversial stance I have. Um, I view the latest fad trend right now is, you know, you get our NFT, we put mint proceeds to staking, you get a percent of staking. To me, it's a straw man argument, right? Because, like, no matter how you look at it, if you're on Stargaze and you buy an NFT, they get a 10% marketplace cut. So now they're staking it, and you're just getting a lower yield than what you would have got had you just staked that money yourself. The reason why it works is because enough people believe it's a benefit. So the NFT holds value, but it's based on a really flawed argument. I've thought about it before because it would sell. Bonzi, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I literally, if you go back and watch my interview with Cosmos Joe on his YouTube, I literally talked about how this was a fucking hot trend on Terra back in the day, and it was complete and total bullshit. And that's exactly what I was trying to get away from. And I was like, people will buy this shit, and they will believe it, and it is fucking terrible. Yeah, I I I I know it's like it's a it's a hard take to say publicly. I'm only doing it because it's this space. I do. Um, I put it on a YouTube video. It's not that hard of a take. I like. I literally put it on a YouTube video with Cosmos Joe down there, and I said like, if that's the only utility that's being offered, it's totally a straw man. Like it's it's you you would be better off just staking those assets by yourself. 
Right. Okay, Jacob. Oh, oh yeah. So I, I have a, a rebuttal. So you know, um, since the let's say the NFT is is back, for example, by thirty June, right? Um. So let's say you buy the NFT for thirty June, but there's the supply is one thousand, right? So there will be one thousand of thirty June stake, and all that rewards would be accumulated to the DAO, where everybody who stake the NFT would be able to earn that rewards, right? Since not everybody is taking the NFT, the reward you're getting just from staking the NFT is more than someone who staked 30 Juno. Plus, the royalty fee from the daily volume of the NFT also will be added to the reward. So technically, for someone who staked 30 Juno, you should be earning more than someone just staking 30 Juno than you staking the NFT. Does that make sense? And so- yeah, yeah, yeah. So from that standpoint, I'm actually okay with that uh, being tied into the DAO because, like, it brings you into a community, and I, I do view that as unique and different enough. I see a lot of projects right now where it's just you just you just have an NFT and get staking rewards. I actually have no issues um, with what you're referring to. Um, I, I think yeah. that DAO portion, like, it's like a you know a membership pass. However you look at it, I think it becomes something more at that point. Yeah, because the one thing I want to, people to understand, it's not like, um, for example, the backing of the NFT doesn't come from like female. It's not like um, I just had a magic here, 30 Juno and earning rewards. It's just, I feel like it's just a, 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 mad, a mad problem now. It's kind of like how many people will stake the same way in, in, in Juno the more people who stake, the less reward you get. The same thing will happen with this. The less people who stake, the more generally you get. But if less people stake, there will be more trading value of the NFT in the market. So there will be more royalty fee that can be distributed to rewards plus the staking rewards. Um, and, and what you guys mentioned before, like actually correct, if, if someone is just offering an NFT and like you just take the NFT just to earn the rewards, but the NFT doesn't have any backing, that's terrible because you're just earning rewards from like quality fees or like some other thing. And like what I envision, it's not just to create like a, a DAO with guys and scammer, but like afterwards, my goal is just like, because I'm not a developer myself, right? Um, and, and I value my project. I want to get other devs to kind of like um, get them to build on Atlas that what I'm doing. And also with the staking reward, you can also help other validated nodes on Juno that are struggling. Let's see, Cosmospace, Spark IBC, Genshin Lab, you can stick to them also. It's not just a loose-loose way, but in order for this thing to work, you require for like the people on the NFT to participate in governance. The worst thing that can happen is if let's say a bunch of people will get the NFT and be like, I'm just gonna leave it sit there and I don't care. Something bad might happen because you, you're not there to like to look out and govern it. So I feel like that's like the, the bad part of that project. It's gonna like if you just buy the energy, just sit there and I don't let it sit. You might wake up one day and I don't know, someone bought the whole supply or something like that, and something bad happened. But if everybody bought the energy or active in governance, we can actually build something that's good for everybody. Yeah, go ahead, Trader. I mean, just, yeah, again, I, I mean, this is my own take on the whole thing. 
like to me the the minuscule amount of rewards that we're going to get the value of those rewards in juno right now from staking i would personally rather see that go towards like some project development um like i know there's a lot of like tooling there's a lot of like different things that are just generally missing or or uh could be inspired from other ecosystems and brought over to the cosmos i would rather see a lot of those rewards accumulate and then go towards uh you know some developer uh who's like wanting to build a bot whatever that bot may be uh or you know like some sort of service um like we have you know nft switch uh you know there's a pillow there's uh the wild developer his um stella bot which does like notifications uh whenever you get a marketplace bid or or sale for example like those guys are a lot doing this work a lot of times and they're searching for funding uh to help bring these tools to market and you know i would rather see i guess that happen like where we're where that that's going towards like supporting those kind of builders um or working with those builders and then like trying to find a way to bring value back um to the community in a different way uh through that so like some sort of agreement um for future proceeds off of that rev off that protocol or how you know some sort of like revenue share from those guys whatever that would be i think that would be a, a really interesting approach um and I, I can easily connect you like i know joe from apello i know wild dev from he's on like the tpk team and other people like that too so i think that'd be a really interesting approach and also i i know uh i know i know both of them and um wild dev is, is, is a is, is a cool dude i know him um he did a lot for 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 scam so and joel and he did build a bat for us too um joel so that's that's pretty cool, but that, I said that will depend on the the NFT holders. So I can come here and be like, "Well, we're gonna fund other people," but it will depend on the NFT holder. But I just want to know, like, why do you think that's bad? Like the way you said it before. Uh, why, why, I just want to know what you think. Why? Why you think it's it's bad? Like the way the way you said, like the uh, the sticking of NFT and stuff like that. Uh, and why I think Trader's got rugged. Oh, he's back up. Oh, never mind. He's back. Sorry, okay, I got, so let me, I got let me, rugged there. Sorry. No, no I, I was no. I'm, you know, I said like, why do you think it's bad? Like the whole thinking because clearly I don't want to do something that's terrible in the sense I can like bring something bad. But like I just want to know why do you think? Uh, what's the flaw? It's there's not a flaw with it. It's just. I well, I guess what I'm saying is, is what I was talking about before. What I what I expressed really strongly was towards like what Bonzi was saying, where it's like everybody just gets distributed like those rewards. Like that's kind of to me that that's not that's a real straw man argument. Like to your point, if you know if there's less than the whole collection being staked, then you know then people can who do stake get a higher return than if they just stake themselves. That's fine. I just think it's like, how do I say this? It's kind of boring. Like, <laughs> I mean, no offense. It's just like staking is staking. If I wanted to just stake, uh, you know, I would just stake, right? So I think it's just more interesting to me to see like other utility than just getting Juno from staking. Cause that is exactly what happens if I just staked my Juno in the first place, instead of having spent it on an NFT. 
And I can kind of hop in here with just my general take is that especially in the space right now, like what you're going to see and with Cosmos being new, like Ethereum's probably already been through this uh, minus the staking aspect. But like when the market's new, you're going to see everyone latch on to what the newest um, copyable utility is. So like you saw validator rewards, you are seeing raffles right now. You're seeing this staking get back. It's all stuff that's going to be copied a hundred times over. Why? Because projects can do it. Every project can do it. And that's why like it's going to get drowned out with the noise. So like the concept that traders is talking about where you start using your funds to bring a real developer on that's how you can differentiate and bring long-term value because it's a lot harder to copy. Yeah, it gives you a mode. And then again, just like coming from having spent a lot of time in the Terra NFT scene, I mean, there was definitely examples of it being done well, uh, but there was just so many repeat, rinse, repeat, like roadmaps uh, in Terra um, that were that were done. And I think it's kind of funny to see now because you know when Terra launched, all it went through this cycle, and I I now watch as Juno and Stargaze are going through this same cycle, and I'm shaking my head because I'm like, wait, I thought we were past this stage. Because in my opinion, I thought it was just like where NFTs as a whole were, but I guess it's like on a chain by chain level where it's like every chain is going to go through that cycle. And so I'm like, I, I watched it happen in the Terra cycle and now I'm watching it happen again here. And I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> here we go again. We're going to have to learn the hard way again. Here's our friend, uh, Mr. Sandwich, Mr. Joe. Hello, son. Hey, sorry that I had my had my kid on me and I just put her down. But uh, yeah, I, I I agree with traders. If that's the only utility is you stake and somebody's giving you the return that you would have gotten if you just staked tokens, not that interested in the project. But I think something that we overlook is that the DAO itself could be valuable, depending on the collection of people that you have within the DAO, and. You know, you might bring in people that have specific skills just because the leadership is good. And you end up with, let's say, a bunch of people that are good at marketing or a bunch of people that are good at building um, actual applications. You can, you can monetize that for the benefit of the DAO. And I see that on other chains. It's not, I think it's not um, realistic to think Stargate is going to have a whole bunch of these when they're not even a year old. but. I think the DAO, not, and I'm not one of those people that thinks everything with a DAO is automatically good. I think the opposite. But certain DAOs are going to be like super communities that drive forward a lot of development where dev teams that get funded by the community pools cannot. And I, that, that's why I think, um, I think the DAO tooling, if there could be DAO tooling on Stargaze, I would probably just focus all attention on, on that on that one chain within the cosmos. Well, and I think an interesting thing too is like take, I think that one of the areas that this can be really specialized is sub DAOs. 
uh, like take the iced out bowls from back in the day of, of Terra, which I'm sorry, I keep going back to the days of Terra, but this is a really strong example of you had this group of, you had this singular trait in a collection. The collection itself was doing well. And then you had a trait group that became kind of this diamond handed, like OG collectors group. And they elevated the floor on that trait to be like 700 Luna at a time when Luna was a hundred dollars, right? Which so they really took that that to like the top of the kind of NFT charts of, of Luna. And within that group, they were doing their own things. So they were getting funding. They were doing their own dev stuff. They were making their own contributions as a sub DAO to that collection. So you're right. Like that, that is an area where like a DAO can differentiate themselves. Um, By the way, I only, see, I only see one project that can do that right now, and that's TSOS, and they're not even a DAO. Well, I would take that back. I mean, I think look at like Rack Gang, right? Like even though they're, you know, they're not necessarily like subbed out or anything like that. Um, you know, they have a community which kind of brings different value. You have like, oh, yeah, no, I, I would, I yeah, you're right. I should take that back because Rack Gang and even like you could take any dozen of these corporation people and you could basically meme something into existence in overnight. Right. And that makes a big difference. You're, you're um, literally living proof of that. And you're now in an SEC document because of it. That is true. Both of those things are true. Um, but we should, this is going to all blow over. I'm sure me and Doquan will get away with everything and we'll go. It'll be back to the fun and games. But, you know, just let, let me give an example of what I meant by a DAO that can actually have value. You know, I have um, I have like 150 people in my Telegram group. We're not really mobilized for any one thing in particular, but I bet you that if all of a sudden we turned our attention to Stargaze governance, um, we would definitely shift a bunch of votes as to which projects get on the launch pad and which ones don't. You know, let's say even half the people are, are active. It's about half, like 70 people. And um, what if we did that in exchange for a percentage of the mint? Okay, you're going to give us 10% of the supply. We're going to guarantee that you mint out. We're going to guarantee you on the launch pad. You, you can do that with a, with a group of people that are just kind of ubiquitous within the community because this like, you know, you know, tag three friends and I'm going to give you an NFT if you retweet this. That, that's not going to sell out NFTs unless the market is white hot. And, and by the way, um, uh, that was the original business model of um, uh, Meta rats and they just never followed through with it, but it would have worked. Sounded to me like you were describing the corporation now when you're talking about an outfit of uh, multi-talented uh, individuals coming together under a common banner. I was like, they're talking about the corporation here, which is like just the kind of fourth, third iteration of uh, fucking raccoons. I tell you, guys, what you're talking about there, I was listening and I'm like, fucking, the they're just describing like raccoons, but like we didn't need a doubt to do it. Like we just did it ourselves. Like we ran fucking competitions to get memeologists into the team. We ran competitions to get artists on the team. Like everybody who's joined the rack team has been bringing individual skill sets. Like, and the corporation is like the next birth of that, the next generation, you know, we will see. So you, you, you didn't need tooling to do that, but there's only one raccoon supply right if if the tooling existed other projects might be able to do it quicker without having everyone to have to get to know each other kind of thing 
And that's why I think the Dow tooling, I think a lot of people are going to fuck it up. I think 90% of the time it's going to be just like a complete mess. But if you get really hyper-focused people, just a couple of them, and then they attract some like-minded people, it doesn't even need to be around NFTs. It could be around a fungible token. But you, you know, if you focus more on getting things done and not hyping up a mint or you know whatever whatever is going to bring the the starting community in, um, I think I think that the two, if they put Dow tooling on Stargaze, I would be like way 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 more bullish and more interested than I am now. I think it's coming. Like that's kind of what I heard, but uh, Bonzi's going to know more than me. They don't really hype anything up. They just kind of roll it out. And then the next time you log into the, into the marketplace, all of a sudden something's different. You're like, oh, this is new. Oh, this is new. They're, they're, they're not good at hyping things up. Okay. So uh, uh, the first part, the DAO tooling, uh, I'll be fairly quiet on that. I, I don't know enough about it. Joe, you missed the Stargaze space, though. Like, they're going to be doing a bit more where they talk about, you know, like, what's coming up and answering questions uh, that went, like, one hour before this. So, like, um, communication-wise, like, uh, I don't know, be, be looking for, like, you know, more updates from the team that are accessible. Cool, cool. Yeah, I was just thinking today, I did see that space come up, and I'm like, wow, this is the first time I've seen a Stargaze space not in their normal time slot, their normal day of the week. And then I was thinking like, why don't, why aren't they running spaces for all time zones, like four times a day on certain days, you know, just to kind of get, get out there. You know, if you have even one person that speaks a different language, I could run a, a parallel space, but in a different time. zone. I think that would be huge for Stargaze. Yeah. So I'm not going to say anything um, too concrete yet, but, I've been, and right now it's looking hopeful that what you're alluring to, however you pronounce that, um, it, it, something's in the works, uh, not finalized yet. I'm about to go on vacation and I'm kind of like trying to spearhead it. So I'm not sure if you'll hear anything right away, but um, yeah, that that has been thought about and something's in motion for it. Cool, cool. No, I, I, and and when, when Bonzi says it's not concrete, you could take it to the bank. <laughs> well, Joe, you said uh, you think, you know, 90% of people are going to fuck up this Dow situation. And Finn earlier was just going off it about uh, the wrecked Dow. And then Berserker's come and joined us. Hello, Berserker. Uh, I'm so happy to hear your voice, Robo. Uh, I, I missed it. A lot. And by the way, I, I wasn't like really available on the Stargaze space. I know I was there, but I was just there to look pretty because Bonzi sent me the link. But uh, I was with the fam and now I can actually speak. So uh, happy to be here. I, I don't know what you guys have been talking about. Just wanted to hear your voice and uh, promised I was going to be here. So I, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, it's, been a, it's been a raven space again. Uh, loads of topics and, and more importantly, loads of uh, honest opinions. But uh I didn't know about this, but uh, Finn earlier mentioned about you guys have had some issues with the DAO or something. Can you share that knowledge in case people haven't heard about it? Uh, the DAO tooling, like on Juno or he something else? Staking or something. What was he talking staking? about? The prime Can you repeat the question? Sorry. Yeah, did you guys have a problem with your prize pool or something? 
Um, oh, and a patient, no? no? Uh, no problems. I, I think uh, we, we had a little bit of uh, issues with the DAO tooling on DowDow, or I guess on Juno Network, right? Because we've been blasting it with uh, NFT mints and, and proposals. <laughs> um, so I think it got a little overworked and, and they pushed an update. Noah pushed an update. I think it was this Sunday. And since then, it's been smooth sailing. It's, you know, no hiccups. Nobody got crashes. People were complaining that, you know, it was crashing a lot and their computer was kind of running a little hot when it was on the DowDow app. Uh, but but no issues afterwards. It seems like it's been since the update, it's been working really well. And I'm very excited about one thing we're building. But um, you probably seen Jake's lamp Dow. I don't know if you saw that post. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a little unrelated, but we're building something with that as well. I think it's such a cool idea. There's so much potential you know, with DowDow and so many unique things you can pull off as a collective. Obviously, you need direction and really, I mean, it has to be used in a controlled fashion and, you know, you have to set the rules and, and the boundaries and you have to <laughs> let people know what they're supposed to do. But uh, within that kind of space, they can get really, really creative. And, and I think that's what DowDow's power is. So I'm, you know, kind of a lot of people wanted to leave Juno uh, with the Rec Bulls because we're multi-chain, right? But now we have like 52% or is it 53% NFTs staked. So there's 1,200 bulls that are staked on Juno and can't move. So <laughs> uh, I guess it's a way of keeping them on the network as well. So it's been working out really well. I think uh, I, I hope they'll, they'll learn to appreciate the tooling and the network as a whole. Holy fuck, 1,200 staked in total. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they all think they're going to win something nice. But so far, we've been, you know, raffling some balls and some USDC cash prizes. Um, it, it, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, like, you know, what else is there to do, right? Sometimes, why not stake your NFT if there's a better odd of, of winning some sort of prize? So to me, like, some of these holders have been holding for months, and now they can click a button and stake it on DowDow. There's a seven-day unstaking period for our NFTs, uh, but really, like, why not stake it and have fun on, you know, in, in the governance channels? So, well, dude, it's cool. It's really cool to see, and I'll tell you why. Because I had you guys earmarked as like the first people to be able to like leave. I honestly thought to myself, like, I, I put myself in your shoes, and I thought, would I stay on Juno? Probably fucking not. You know, if you've got the ability to move, but actually thinking about it now, it's been a wise move, no? Yeah, I mean, like, we've had so much fun with uh, DowDow. And you know what? The first ever proposal was uh, voted successfully on DowDow. And the proposal was move anywhere but, you, you know, anywhere else. I think that was how it was phrased. Move anywhere else. And it was like, <laughs> we would like to move the collection anywhere but Juno. Um, it, it, it was a joke proposal, but in all jokes, I think there's a, um, some seriousness. But now that we've kind of did a few things on DowDow and people are learning how to use it more, they're having fun with it. 
And I'm hoping, again, with the staking, we'll only be offering that on Juno, that people stay on Juno uh, for that reason. But obviously, you know, we'll implement the migration and those that do want to migrate, they'll migrate. But there are reasons to stay on Juno now, right? Yeah, just for, before Bring join here, he's got his hand up like a pleb. Just for context for some like new audience members who might not be familiar, uh, the Red Gang have also got a collection on Ethereum uh, and they've also got a collection on Polygon that's done like really well recently. That's why I kind of said like if I was in their shoes, would I have stayed? And I was like, fuck no, you know, that's just to give you guys reference of why I said I would leave Juno, even though I'm a Juno maxi, you know, go on, Joe. Yeah, um, Berserker, I was listening to your Red Gang spaces a couple of days ago. I thought it was awesome. So uh, I'll definitely try to catch some of those more often. Um, if you do leave Juno, what you should do, without telling anybody, you should just launch a collection called the Bullshit Collection, just a pile of shit. And don't even tell anyone and just make Loop in charge of minting that out for you. Joe, they're not leaving Juno. I gotta say, I did. I talked to uh, I, I talked to Jack Zamblin yesterday. He made me like really bullish on Juno. Really bull. Like I, I might just like buy a whole bunch of that shit tomorrow. When are you gonna? Have, you haven't posted that video yet, have you? No, I didn't watch it yet. Yeah, it was good. I hit him with you know out of uh, Grant. No, no I mean posted Juno. it. You haven't listed it. You haven't put it on YouTube, right? I'll probably do it Monday. Okay, we we need to give Robo. Got we gotta give Robo some Xanax before before it goes live, okay? Did you ask him, did you ask him why he blocked me for a fucking meme? <laughs> huh? Joe, don't I, answer, I did not. don't answer, Joe. Don't answer, Joe. I didn't, we, we were all over the place because I wanted to hit everything and uh, a lot of shit I didn't ask him and at the end I said, man, you got to get on at least like a couple spaces with us. You'll probably get some more specific questions from the community and he said, no problem. So we'll, 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 we'll hear from him again, even if my, my um, Anyways. interview is not that, that deep into everything. Berserker, back to, back to Dow Dow and um, what, what you guys are doing. I think what you guys are doing is awesome. And Dow Dow is, is really fun once you get the, di get the dial set right. Did you guys realize that um, you have to really tweak the voting parameters the way you want them? Because, I mean... I, I've found that it's like if you want to get stuff done, you, you need to get that vote time down to at least like two or three days where it can drag out too long. But if you make it too short and not enough time for people to vote, what, what did you guys do with the voting parameters? Yeah, yeah, we put up uh, three days. I agree, man. There's so much you can play with. That's why I'm saying like you can let your creativity go <laughs> uh, on Dowdow. We're trying to gamify. I don't know if you've seen this, but like basically we challenged our community to mint uh, a collection on Dowdow and they had to create the art as well as vote it in. And uh, it, you know, they most of these people have not used Dowdow at all and are weren't even interested in the Juno network. Uh, and some people actually bought NFTs just because they wanted to participate in the process. So it, it worked out well. I agree, like mm -hmm. the parameters, the voting, everything like that has to be optimized. And you have yep. to find like a reason for them to vote on governance. A lot of the proposals are boring. Like, you know, I, I don't care about voting parameter change and things like that or um, mm -hmm. how to yeah. write a proposal or, you know, like some of those Juno proposals, they're just 
Uh, but as an NFT project, right, like we want to make it fun. So right now we have one proposal, which is a burn, you know, like uh, this character we call Noah, who is a wrecked bull or burn a barn or burn the whole NFT collection that they just created. So they get to choose what they want to burn. Actually, they don't want to burn anything, but uh, it's kind of like a... Okay. a <laughs> so this, a fun, this, is, yeah. this is just the bulls, decide, the bulls deciding what they want to do, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So you can yeah. vote, like one NFT is one vote, and the more got NFTs it, you it. have, yeah. the more votes you get. You have how to many have bulls your NFT staked as well. How many, bulls, how many bulls are left on loop? Is there still like a good... Like, have you I, I think like 150 are listed to, to purchase, mm -hmm. right? And and the others are, uh, and a lot Stakes. of them are staked now. A few of them are are on Talus as well. I'm I'm you know like with this tooling, I hope and and I'm happy that Jacob is here too because I read his uh medium article on what they're planning to do with the Dow Dow tooling and the staking, right? So so I'm I'm hopeful and and the corporation obviously, right? Which which we try to. to you know, I shamelessly copy some of their ideas. So basically, kind of having these different NFT projects that that use DAO DAO tooling and showcase uh, what can be done, and hopefully we'll get like more projects trying to mint on Juno afterwards. Because I feel like that's one of the Juno's biggest strengths. Um, and and you know, like not to be a, a party pooper and sing all kumbaya, we've seen some projects move away from Juno. So I don't know if you saw the announcement today. Uh, the Kelepar, your PFP Joe, is actually uh, they're moving to uh, to Polygon. So they just announced that right now. So they move because you know it didn't really work out with the mint on Juno. I, I did see that. I and for yeah. people that are interested, it looks like you'll be able to keep your juno nft and get a free mint on polygon and people are probably going to paper hand these things once they realize the project is moving i mean i i like the founder i know that he's full-time in the space along with his team i'm going to uh, hang on to mine and try to grab some that people list for way too low i mean there's yeah. like 200 of them right so mm -hmm. it's not like it's super liquid uh but anyways that, that's just like an example we don't want that to happen Right, right. right. That, that's not yeah. a good situation. Well, like regardless, I, I like I like what you guys are doing, man. I mean, multi chain is is definitely, I think, keeps it interesting and keeps people. It just gives people like okay, so if you just own a bull, it it's, it still makes you feel like you're a part of of something bigger, um, because it, it. I mean, it seems like the trippy wolves are doing really well on on Polygon, and if if you're comfortable you know, with, with the community, then it might make you want to branch out and, you know, have, have more than one. So, I, I mean, I definitely think multi-chain is the way to go. There's different ways of doing it, you know, um, you know, with, you know, different versions and stuff, but I think you guys are, have been doing it really well. Yeah. And it's all about like the things that you do on the chain, right? So for the bulls right now, Dow Dow is, is, a unique offering on Juno Network and have fun with that. And we can't wait to incorporate it for trippies and wrecked wolves as well. Like, why not incorporate that feature for our NFTs that are on Polygon and moving them to Juno in order to play with this thing, right? And and at the same time, if you have a bull, uh, we have uh, a few games that we're interoperable with. 
That means that you can use, you know, your your wolf or your bull as the PFP within that game, and they're on Polygon or Eve. So maybe you want to bridge from Juno your bull and play that game on Eve, and then bridge it back to the Dow Dow and whatnot, and kind of have fun and play with it all. So, well, so in, to me, it's all about the yeah. use cases and the utilities that each chain has to offer more than but, anything. But it, and there's other there's other ways of doing it too with Dow Dow because you could do a trippy wool Dow 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 and just mint trippy wool Dow tokens, and then you just um, j- airdrop Juno drop those to um, your trippy wood trippy wolves holders. Now they'd have to have a, a Kepler wallet, but it, it's real easy in, in that way the nfts can stay on polygon but you can have you can have the voting and all the fun stuff on yeah Dow Dow. I, I don't There's like different that, ways though. to do it yeah yeah i don't yeah. like that i don't like having that token uh that's you separated from you know from from the know. nft yeah yeah yeah. i mean yeah. it's just that's just another way you could do it but i, I hear what you're saying yeah it, hey, the, 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 go ahead Oh yeah, I was gonna say, Red. You say you you read the the, the medium. What do you think? Um, and what any advice you got for 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 me in a sense? Yeah, I thought it was it was pretty clever because it was like uh, we'll reimburse you. I love when people do that strategy. You know, like if you're unsatisfied, we'll, we'll buy it back from you, and you can fuck off. <laughs> uh, I I love that from uh, you know the the paper. Uh, but but I guess you know it'll all be about the execution, right? And and uh, maybe people think it's expensive, or you know sometimes when things accrue value very slowly in the NFT space, like safe and slow, uh, people don't get excited about that, right? So so that could be like one thing that should be uh, maybe considered. But but if you find the right people to join the project that are in it for the long term, uh, then I think it's a great selling point, right? So um, I, I always mention this. I, I think Joe had like these passive income NFTs and he had like the space. And I was saying like, usually NFT DGENs want like a two or three X within a month um they don't want like five percent over a year but but maybe the five percent over a year is actually really a good idea oh man when, when you when you said that i was i was laughing so hard because that dude was such a traditional investor like he just wants to put his nfts in his wallet and forget about it and you're like yeah but what about the adrenaline rush that you get from flipping nfts and he's like what what are you talking about? Passive income money. Yeah, he was not on the same level as me. <laughs> it, it was really funny, man. That was great. Yeah, I think well, there's guys, definitely... It was, sorry. No, I was just going to say, we're, we're, we're coming up at the end, so we'll get some closing remarks. Yeah, what were you going to say, Mia? I, I just... What you guys were talking about, like there's different levels with the way people um, interact with NFTs. It's like you have almost like your full-time NFT players that like it's almost a part-time job for them and they love it and they love the trading and they love getting in the discords and finding the deals and and getting um you know the next the hot project but then you have your your other nft people kind of like joe what you're talking about are people that just want yield from their nft and they they want to buy something and hold it for a year and they might want to get like validated rewards from it or something else it's like some people aren't that like haven't dove that far in or they just don't have enough time from in real life but they still want to dabble in nfts and i think um you know it's 
you can do you know a little bit of both but you you got to kind of know what your tar- target audience is i guess um so yeah berserker kind of like what you're saying um just knowing who who your community is and what they want to do anyways yeah and also everybody's here i also pin um everything about uh, the nft launching on march 1st so if everybody's interested <laughs> take a look at the details i'm gonna step down and finish my sambuca over here it's been a pleasure <laughs> one of the best spaces one of the best spaces I've, I've heard since the last one robo did so have a good uh, have a good one i wrote yeah, well, we'll get the uh, the next one booked in uh, for two weeks' time, like very, very early. I'll get that scheduled and make sure it gets sent out. Uh, Joe, what do you think about the acoustics right now? I've come up in the upstairs bedroom. Does it sound a little bit better? You're definitely. I can definitely tell you're in a different room. It sounds like pretty crisp. Like uh, I think this is better than Finn's audio setup. To be honest with you. <laughs> Finn left us ages ago. He's, he's stuck up there as a co-host, but he's not there in real life. Like, uh, yeah, uh, guys, anything you wanna? Anyone's wanna say anything before we go up? Anybody got any uh, closing remarks? Hopefully, we can yeah. get another good co-host for next time around. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to tell Finn like you need to get that memo over to payroll that they they need to get moving on on uh, sending out some of those corp tokens because I'm. I think I'm behind like three weeks in pay. Oh, the slack another. While I've been away, the slacking, yeah. Okay. I'll I'll look into that, man. They have been slacking, yes. I'm trying to get the middle management team together and it it's hard to get some of these these animals lined up. It's like everyone's schedule is off. We we need to find a better way of communicating between some of these uh our, our corporate sub It's hard to communicate with some of these animals, you know. Not, I know not the, the, the cartel have got their own group chat set up, mate. They're, they're loving ah, it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I know the directory, like, Rama had it set up to where you could just click on click on a link and it took you to someone's uh, uh, Twitter page. And I, I need to set up the uh, the middle management, uh, yeah, channel. Bro, we'll get on the case. Don't you worry about that. So I just want to say, guys, listen, Bonzi, Pepe, Jacob, uh, Berserker, and thanks to the people jumping up, Brian and John uh, and me. Guys, what a space. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't actually have a lot of kind of content with me being away. You know, I've two weeks in crypto is like a fucking lifetime. So we've got the next two weeks to to collect, you know, any scandal, any gossip, any developments, and hopefully we'll kick off again in two weeks, gentlemen. Yeah, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, that was perfect. And I just want to make a quick announcement about Friday. Uh, I I am going to get final confirmation, but I think we have someone from the Rekt Gang. Surprise, surprise, coming on Friday's show. I will need to confirm again with her. Oh, I wasn't aware. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, hopefully we're going to get uh, Rekt Tammy on on Friday with a bit of luck. I think it's Friday or it might be the week after. I'll have to go and check. Shit. I'll have to go and check the DMs and find out. Like I say, I've been away for two weeks, so I'll have to go and find out who it is. But anyway, guys, yeah, we'll be back on Friday with a recorded show and then back uh, two weeks today, same time, uh, 9 p.m. EST for another roundtable. So from all of us here, thank you very much to the guys and I I wish you all a good evening or a good day, wherever you are, okay? Take care, everybody. It's the Rex Show coming from the Rex store. Rick is back in the back in the back floor. Let's go, chillin'
raccoons by the back door Take all so you can stake more All I wanna do is making door right But I found this crew and doing alright We wreck, will bitch, ready to fight So many raccoons ready for the boss life I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right price Raccoon supply has the right price Giving you respect if it's likewise So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart Read between lies, laser beam through lean eyes Slurry or with clean lies, trash mouth mean smile Be wise, NFT wise, fuck with these guys It's the rack rap from the back lab Hundred NFTs in my backpack Crazy rack rap from the stash app Black will take a lead in this haystack It's the rack rap from the back lab Hundred NFTs in my backpack Crazy rack rap from the stash app Rack will take a lead in this haystack Blast that rack rap from the stash app Supplying the raccoons with a headbang rap Rack gang with the rack will slang Like a trash can hoodie with fangs and a gold chain It's either rack will or the red pill Best chill while we get into the first meal Best pill, best devs with the best skill No shill, all real, secret is a great deal Rack will insane, Shane better stand fast Robo shooting his tweets with straight facts Knowledge from the streets, with the best plan yet Winston gotta eat if you retweet that Free of a life feed from the base camp McKenna always ready if you dare that Buying all raccoons for his rare stash Trash panda biker gang motherfucking hashtag It's the rack rap from the back lab Hundred NFTs in my backpack Crazy rack rap from the stash app Rack will take a lead in this haystack It's the rack rap from the back lab Hundred NFTs in my backpack Crazy rack rap from the stash app Rack will take a lead in this haystack Spaces.